Hey guys, welcome back to the Brave Parenting Podcast. Kelly here. Happy summer. I know I said I'd be back with more episodes like back in March, but alas, here I am towards the end of summer. This is just sometimes how life is, right? Especially when you work and lots of kids. So I have a podcast here that I'm going to talk about just some things and ways that the Brave Parenting Podcast will be changing a little bit. Some stories I'd just really like to share with you, my listeners. So over the past year or so during this COVID pandemic, I've had an opportunity to really evaluate the how and the why I'm doing this work of taking a stand against the overuse and misuse of media technology and how to sort of influence and educate parents to parent a different way than the rest of the world. When I started six years ago, I knew I could not change the whole world. But I settled into this relaxed place of knowing that if I helped one family, it would all be worth it. Well, with that said, I know I have helped many families and all the glory to God for that. That is not me, but him working through me. But I can confess to you that I sometimes wonder and question if I'm wasting my time because I'll never have an overarching impact on the way people, society, right, uses media and technology. Parents are still giving unrestricted smartphones to their elementary age kids. Parents are still allowing tweens on Snapchat, TikTok, and Twitter. They have no clue who their kids' friends on Xbox are or that they're even watching pornography on their smartphones. And what's even more, families themselves, parents themselves, are still engrossed in their own phones while they eat out. I feel like it's worse, right, than it was six years ago. Sporting events, you see parents engaged in their own phones instead of watching their child play the sport. Every moment, it seems, to be infiltrated with this screen media. And it's disheartening, to be honest. It does seem to be getting worse instead of better. Society seems to be becoming more accepting of all of the screen media as an absolute norm instead of questioning whether or not it's good, right, and healthy. This past year and a half of this worldwide pandemic, I think, has brought out the worst of all of us. And now it's even more clearly seen. You know, parents, we've sort of been forced, if not, we've just caved to allowing more device time, more screen media because of the inability to go out, no school, no activities. But even more than that, it's led to everyone over the internet to sort of fight over nothing and everything. At the same time, we've become more divisive than ever. And I think to a certain extent, it has really led a lot of our young people to believe that they don't need a job. They just need to post more videos to YouTube or TikTok because other people are making money that way. And While you can say, yeah, they might actually have a chance to make money that way. Ultimately, though, you've probably experienced in your own community, your own city, places you may have visited over the summer. We need workers. We need need young people to have jobs. Right. So anyway, all of this, I realized that the enemy was using all of this discouragement to sort of fuel the forsaking of my mission of why God called me to brave parenting. Satan wants nothing more than for me to feel defeated and to really just give up and to be quiet. And for a short period of time, I almost let him win. But another incident happened that really helped me sharpen my focus and and even really just narrow my focus. And see, I was doing some webinars for a Christian organization. And after they finished, we were reviewing these webinars and they actually asked me to speak less of my biblical worldview. They reasoned that a lot of, quote, good people out there need help with media and technology, 
And I should not try to exclude anybody uh, by sharing my biblical worldview and my perspective uh, through that lens. Well, needless to say, I was a bit shocked and frankly, I was even a bit upset, but God used that to really fuel my passion even more. And I realized that all along, as I started Brave Parenting, I sort of tried to walk both paths. I had started to have a foot, you know, in the secular world and to speak at events where I would not talk about my biblical worldview. And then I kind of had my foot in, in the holy, where my foundation was, but I realized I couldn't do both, right? So I was going to these public schools and speaking, and I would curb my language and sort of silence my beliefs. But then I would speak in churches and with Christian organizations, and there I could own it. And I have to tell you, I loved those events so much more. And not only did I love them, but the response was always so much greater. Uh, people were convicted, people made changes. But in the public sector, it was like, well, you know, it just seemed like my kids already have a phone and there's not much I can do anymore. Even with this knowledge, there's nothing I can do. Well, as I was trying to keep one foot in this secular world and the other firmly planted in Holy Scripture, I think that's where my discouragement came from. And I realized I cannot do both. So I cannot mute my biblical worldview on this topic. It is the very reason I started. And in my belief, it is the only way to approach parenting with any topic, but especially media and technology. And this isn't because I hate media and technology, but it's really just because I love Jesus. The word is my foundation and that defines everything that I do. So now my biblical worldview will just get louder. Maybe not in octaves, of course, but in consistency and definitely passion. My speaking events are going to be limited to those where I can freely express my biblical worldview. The website of braveparenting.net will be updated to reflect the calling for Christian parents to raise up disciples. And God willing, the Holy Spirit will transform lives. So what does this mean for you who are listening to the Brave Parenting Podcast? Well, if you're a Christian and you approach parenting through a biblical worldview, then it's right in line. If, however, you do not consider yourself Christian, or perhaps you do, but maybe you don't understand or attest a certain biblical doctrine, or maybe you've even been swayed towards more progressive views of Christianity, then this might not be your cup of tea. I do pray you'd stick around with us and allow the Holy Spirit of God to do his work in your heart and mind. But with that said, if you don't want to listen anymore because you don't want to be quote, um, proselytize, evangelize, or even admonished, that is okay. It is totally fine because I am not doing this for numbers. I'm not doing this for fame. I'm not doing this for money. I'm not doing it for any glory of my own. And there are a lot of organizations that work parallel to Brave Parenting that are not taking a biblical worldview approach to parenting amidst media and technology. And so you can get a lot of the same information from them. And that is okay. But if you're a parent who yearns for the biblical truth and wants to parent this way, then awesome. <laughs> Join in, right, with every podcast. But here's the, the sort of crux of what I want to explain to you, because I think this is super important. When we think about all the organizations out there working to educate parents in the media and technology space, you know, a lot of us just sort of give this nebulous advice about allowing kids access to whatever they want to watch and, and use online. You know, we encourage you to have conversations with your kids and talk about what they see and stay involved and engage with the content they're consuming. 
you know, some recommend, you know, follow your child on Instagram. It doesn't matter if they're nine, just follow them and make sure you see what they're posting or join TikTok and make videos with them. And I'm not saying this is terrible advice. For a percentage of kids, this works. You know, your involvement and your kids' own discernment can really keep them away from harmful content. But ultimately, this really doesn't work with teenagers. There are simply too many ways around parents. And we have to remember that these platforms are not neutral. We don't control the content that they really see. We'll never have that control. Online content is so entertaining, right? It's so engaging. And on good days, it makes us feel great. It builds up our confidence and worth. And on bad days, right, it tears us down. Sometimes so far, you just have to keep coming back, looking for that, that dopamine rush, that looking for that good day where you feel good again online. You know, this is the cycle of machine learning and artificial intelligence. And I can describe this cycle to you. Any organization can describe this cycle to you. And cognitively, you understand that this cycle exists because chances are you feel this cycle in your own life. But even more than that, I can cite to you, and I have, right, statistics of depression, loneliness, anxiety, suicide, that is all believed to have a corollary relationship with media and technology overuse. I can even tell you stories about kids being trafficked, exploited, and extorted through online connections and contacts. And I can even quote from the industry leaders themselves who don't allow their own children to use the products they create. But none of this is enough to make you change your parenting approach. And I don't mean this as a personal offense, but the majority of parents out there continue parenting the same way as the other parents, the culture around them. This is really how we got to where we are today, worse off than six years ago. Because picture this, like if you have a group of five friends, four of the five friends all have smartphones going into the sixth grade. Chances are that that fifth friend will have a phone very soon because it's easier for that friend's parents to give in and conform and convince yourself, well, this is how the world is and I don't want my child to feel left out or excluded. All those facts that I gave you about depression, anxiety, exploitation, all of that will be dimmed by this subtle lie that, well, my child would never do that. And that's just what happened to my child. I believe the only true and sustainable evidence that I can provide you as a parent about why you must choose a different path, a different way regarding media and technology is the word of God. It is absolutely sufficient. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, and it does not return void. Frankly speaking, if you have repented and believed that Jesus Christ is the Son of God who came and lived a sinless life in order to be crucified and pay the penalty for our sins to bring us back into the kingdom of God and have eternal life with God the Father, if that is your profession of faith, then you are counted among God's family. And there is a high standard that you are called to. And there is a narrow road that you are asked to walk. There is a distinct calling on your life. It's all right here in scripture. This prescribed way for us to live holy lives and to raise up our children to be disciples, it's all right there. And the amazing reality is, is we don't have to do it alone. I can walk you through some things, but the Holy Spirit we have is alive and it's working in us. It sanctifies us, right? That is, that it's making us more like Jesus every day. And we have this scripture 
which as 2 Timothy 3.16 says, it is God breathed and it is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. So that, and this is the awesome part, so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Thoroughly equipped. Well, it has been my goal to equip parents with what they need to parent in this internet age, which is a good work. And I can't do this on my own knowledge. I can't do it on my own intelligence or training. I mean, frankly, I'm outsmarted every day. What I knew about an app last week has now totally changed, right? So I'm going to rely on the word of God to go forth and the Holy Spirit to work in you. The word of God will equip you. The word of God will train you in righteousness. I am just a vessel. And as that vessel, I will do my absolute due diligence in staying up to date with trends and the happenings in the world of media technology, as well as providing relevant, accurate, and sound scripture interpretation so that you will be equipped for every good work. Again, I just want to say this is not a biblical stance against media and technology. We don't hate it. We just love Jesus more. This is a promotion of biblical truth. And that biblical truth will hopefully affect the lens with which we view media and technology. We don't hate it. We just love Jesus more. And that love really should compel us all to obey his word and not be transformed to the patterns of this world. So this is where we're going. And I hope that you'll join us. I hope that you will share this with your friends who are believers, who are also trying to do the hard work of parenting with a biblical worldview. I have some great and hard topics lined up for us to discuss. I've got some guests who I believe will add biblical truth, add encouragement, and really life to our brave parenting journey. So I hope you'll join us. If you have specific topics that you would like to see addressed within this biblical framework, please leave us a note or email us. You can go to facebook.com forward slash brave parenting network and message us there. Or you can email us at podcast at braveparenting.net. So I look forward to our next episode together. Thank you for listening. Thank you for just being here, doing this hard work of brave parenting. Until next time, go and be brave.